the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. I am here with Gerilyn Shaw. She is a top producer, and when I say top producer, she is funded, I think, 365 units last year, as well as over $232 million in volume. Wow, that was an insane year. Um, she is, she's worked at big lenders like Caliber, but now she runs her own thing, her own business over at C2 Financial. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, John. Yeah, so, so awesome to have you here. I always love talking to people who are successful in this business and kind of picking the brain, seeing how maybe you know, our, our viewers and listeners can relate to it. Because you know, everyone's trying to be at the top, but there's usually yeah. only room for so many, and they got to put the work in. So yeah, glad to have you a here. A lot of work. A yes. lot of work. Last year was a great year to grind, right? So right. it gave so many more people an opportunity to be top producers. Right. This year's a different story. Absolutely. It's, it's tough. Like when the rubber meets the road, it's yeah. like this is like, you know, the strong will survive yeah. only. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, let's go back a little bit. How did you get into the business? Well, let's see. I think I got into the business around 1995. Mm -hmm. And my father was a real estate broker. Okay. when I was growing up. So nice. I was literally sitting open houses mm -hmm. at sometimes 13 years old, 14, because my dad was pretty successful. Yeah. And he would have several homes open at the same time. So he'd put me at one, my mom at one, you know, and mm -hmm. hey, times it wasn't as scary then, right? right? And we're talking Escondido Valley Center. So you're not, mm -hmm. you know, throwing your kid out to the wolves right sure. there. <laughs> yeah. So kind of, you know, been around it my whole life. And mm -hmm. actually, after I graduated high school, um, I sold shoes for a while at Nordstrom. Really? Yeah, okay. so that was that was exciting. But then my dad got me my first job working at an escrow company. Okay. And so I worked at, uh, it was called Continental Escrow. Mm -hmm. And one of the top uh, escrow officer had a busiest desk, worked for her. So okay. that's where I really learned a lot because oh, yeah. it was Busy. great. I've learned all sides, you yep. know. And then I will say, I, I know I'm aging myself, but we did do it by hand. Oh, I'm right? sure. Right? Yeah. So you didn't even have Excel or anything. Oh, back no. Then. Yeah. So the closing statements, like, I am so anal. I think escrow officers hate me now, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, oh no, change this, change this. I'm mm -hmm. very to the penny. My buyers really never have a surprise or in a refinance. So I think that played into my success, yep. right? By giving me that foundation from there. Uh, I went and worked for a lender. Okay. Uh, a guy that uh, his name was Dave Walling. It was AccuBank Mortgage okay. back in the day, and my father got me in there actually. And so he brought me in. I didn't know anything about loans and just kind of learned, you mm -hmm. know, watching him. And uh, that was seemed to be, you know, going well. I was not originating at that point, just purely, you know, an assistant mm -hmm. um, being trained. And uh, we went to a, an event and another top producer met me at that event um, and stole me away. They're like, and you're going to be great. So like, we need you over here. Yeah, that yeah. that 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 definitely launched me because he his name was John Bianchi. He now is a top uh, guy over at Lone Depot, I think, right now. But okay. uh, that was, you know, I learned a ton under him. That guy was brilliant. And yeah. uh, so he really, we were the Bianchi team and mm -hmm. just threw me to the wolves. Here's a stack of files, right? Everything yeah. was paper. 
Yep. And that was when rates were just starting, right, to go down mm-hmm. some then, nothing like we just saw. Right. Um, but would just, here's files, so pick it up, right? And yep. I'd learn by looking at the file. Okay, what's the value? What's this? Can I refi them? How do I qualify them? So mm-hmm. he just threw me in. Here you go. I don't remember how many basis points I got. And I just learned and would take it to him. Okay, do I do it this way? But he really made me think. Mm-hmm. And so that was great. Yep. Um, so I really got trained there and then uh, started training people for him. And, cool. you know, running the office when he was out. And, you know, it just went from there. But That's that cool. was really how I got into the originating side. Well, you said a name that I'm familiar with too, John Bianchi. Yeah. So I worked for him for maybe a month. Okay, where? Way back at, um, God, what was the name of the North company? American yes. Mortgage? Yes. That's where I was. Okay. So North American, one thing I loved about John Bianchi, and it totally resonated with me, was he would give away all of his ideas mm-hmm. to all of his team, to anyone at his branch. He'd have these meetings, like uh, weekly or monthly, and I remember going to one of the meetings and he just basically told everyone what he was doing and how to be successful. And I think I pulled him aside and he's like, yeah, I go, I go, why did you give away all your secrets? He's yeah. like, it's like, no one's going to do it. He's like, right. Know, or they're not going to outwork me. Yeah. But um, he's like, so I just, you know, I'm hoping that some of them, then will pick up some of these ideas. They'll go run with it. They'll do it and they'll be successful. But you know, the chances are most of the time people don't do it. Right. So I love right. that he was so, um, giving in that way, like yeah. that he would just share all of his ideas. I actually tried to have him on my podcast, but I think there was a conflict with the, the company he worked for or whatever. Okay, yeah, But I um, always admired that guy. Um, if you learn from him, yeah. then I can understand now why he did so much business. Yeah, it's, and that was at the beginning yeah. when it was the Bianchi team, literally when right. it was, it was he and I. Yeah. And then another gal came in and then he grew it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I actually ended up leaving there um, to go do some builder business. Okay. So I worked uh, at Wells Fargo for about uh, 30 minutes, okay, <laughs> and was looking at this, and the builder that I was brought on, you know, it was through a friend that did sales and marketing. They used, you know, the Wells Fargo builder division, but you got to go work here to do this. Okay, right? Because there wasn't a lot of business right. right at that time. So I went, okay, great. I can get all this housing track, sure, mm-hmm. and went, I cannot handle right? This, this Wells Fargo. So I approached the builder and said, look, why don't we form a joint venture? Yeah. Let's do this. So I went back to the, I went to the broker side, mm-hmm. right? Is and, that when you got into broker side? Uh-huh. Okay. And we formed a joint venture. And at the time, my father and my brother, my dad had stopped doing real estate and they had a mortgage company. Okay. So I, we all got together did this joint venture and so it was great so i basically i uh, had disappeared from mm. san diego for a while because he was building all in palm desert coachella indio mm-hmm, which and, was booming yeah so we yeah. bought a condo out there and i did all the originating That's i didn't great. hire anyone and so i lived out there half the time and just hogged it all you know <laughs> for myself yeah which was great and then the market crashed uh that's that's you uh, know yeah, so then it all went Right. You know, it was like, uh, you know, what what was that movie that they did about the crash? Was it The Big Short? Yes. Yes. Okay. So on yep. the big the Big Short, literally, you know, with the scene where they're going into uh, driving the neighborhoods in mm-hmm. Florida, and I think like the the alligator or something comes out right. of the swimming pool. It was crazy. That's parts of Coachella. 
Wow. Literally, that's how it looked. It was like a ghost. It now. was crazy. Yeah. And so when I saw that movie, I just went, oh my God. It's like, well, it's crazy, right? We all lived it. Right. Those of us that were in the business. There was an insane amount of homes being built. It oh, was crazy. It was nuts. They just, no one could, they couldn't fill them all. Yeah. It was, it was... Every, everybody owned a home. Everyone. Several. At least one. Yeah. Right? At least one. Right. Most owned two to three. Mm-hmm. And you could fog a mirror. Right. right? Yeah. I'll get you a loan. It Nothing was so down. Easy to, it was so easy to do loans back then. Charging whatever points you wanted. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it was, those those were the best of times. So you went, <laughs> yeah, they were amazing times. You went through that and then you went through, did you ever get out of the business or did you kind of go into this uh, like Kind depression? of. So so when the market crashed, right, everybody, we, we all lost, whew, lost oh, yeah. our butts, right? right? Because... You never thought the party was going to end I know. during that. Especially when we were really young. Yeah, think, so yeah, was, young, yeah. stupid. Making spent, tons of money. Spent, spent, Didn't save a lot. So right. that I went through some really hard times, yeah. you know, th- through that. Um, so stayed in the business. Uh, but then... What kind of uh, loans did you do in, when it was slow? When it was slow? Was it private money or did you... Yeah, um, no, just more just the regular conventional, but obviously yep. there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. Sure. Right? The values the, were depressed. After we had the implodometer, yeah. and we lost everything. I mean, uh, that was nuts. Yeah. You know, remembering just you've got your pipeline, then like, oh crap, this Not one crashed. Now I've got to go over here. Move all these loans over. It, it, it was wild. It was way wild. It yeah. was wild. But I, I actually, I remember. Being in my office, a rep coming in, and it was 80-20, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the first was a six-month adjustable. I remember they, they would qualify them, like mm-hmm. on the teaser rate. Right. And Like it's not going to go up. Yeah, I remember <laughs> we were all sitting there, and I go, can you imagine when these all adjust and this? You know, we had this right. conversation. It was... Not, you know, yeah. long before mm-hmm. everything just turned. Well, you I know, remember the 228s with the three-year prepay, and I'm yes. like, oh, wait, what are these people going to do? Like, yeah. they're going to be forced to pay that higher rate. And then when it all crashed, you're like, none, none of these people can refinance. None of them can sell. They're underwater. Like, it, it was, yeah, it was a nightmare. It was it crazy. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I did some loan mods. Mm-hmm. Did some loan mods. Um, did some short sale negotiating. Okay. Yep. actually did some short sale negotiating so did you know a variety of, of different things yeah. right just had to, 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 be to get scrap, along to be scrappy right and to just to keep yeah just to keep, keep plugging those, away making money right yeah so then uh i did take a little about three-year hiatus um at one point to go work in a family business which mm-hmm. was a totally different field uh medical okay uh management of workers comp so mm-hmm. basically doctors, you know, running their schedules and uh, the MAs, you know, the medical assistants. Right. And so they all worked for us. So I basically contracted everyone out and, and ran all that. Okay. So that was, uh, you know, definitely a completely different. Mm-hmm. And uh, so was happy to get, get out of that. But it was something I committed to because of family to yeah. do for a few years. And then the curse of mortgage brought you back. It brought me back. It brought me back. It's like a blessing and a curse. It's like, yeah. I've tried to be get out of the mortgage business and it was like, nope, you're in it. You can't. You can't. You're coming back at Boomerang right yep. back. You come back in. And it's been good to us. It's been good. Yeah. It's been I mean, good. We've had some hard, you know, hard. And even right now, it's like, what you know, the, the business has changed overnight. Overnight. So, you know, you're looking for new things, new ways to do business, new ways to, you know, the great thing is I think at, at our age, we've learned how to, 
you know, save probably yes. and, and to like make better decisions. You have to yes. go through one crash and then, you know, it, not that it's a crash, but it's certainly a halt of a lot of, you know, easy mm-hmm. loans, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, well, we could, t- I could take some time off if I wanted to, but it's like, no, there's, there's, st- there's people that need money. There's, there's opportunity. There's still deals. Yeah. There's right. Still there's deals. still deals out there. So right. I think right now it's a really hard for a lot of retail people. Yep. You know, with their rates, those margins. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great time to be a broker. Yeah. You know, uh, I think we'll see more people coming out Come of retail to the broker side. Yeah. Um, see us start building that presence mm-hmm. right back up again. I'm still amazed at that they get as many loans as they do, to be yeah. honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now for people that haven't been in the business that long, Mm-hmm. haven't been through a downturn it's uh it's gonna be a rough ride yeah it's gonna be a rough ride that's why i just i i the last really three years i mm-hmm. mean just grind 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 you know yeah you're literally. like i know this isn't gonna last forever yep. so let's just get it let's go yep i said no to most everything friends you want to can you go out can you do this nope yep nope, nope. all i did really was work Put away, spent too, had fun. Yeah. But put away because I'm like the party will stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's it's coming to a stop. Right. You yeah. Know. So speaking of that, like, what type of borrowers are you seeing out there? Cash out? Like, what type of deals are you looking at? I had more cash out a couple months ago okay. than I do right now. When the rates were a little bit a lower. A little bit lower. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think it's an untapped you know market. I think uh, personally, I haven't really been marketing. Yep. For cash out refis. And I think that definitely there's so many people in a lot of debt where mm-hmm. even though the rate is higher, right? you know, it's going to make sense. Yeah, they'll save some money if you can solve yeah. debt or Yeah, but I mean, like I still, I get a lot of people wanting equity lines yep. right now. Everybody mm-hmm. wants a second. And yeah. most of us lenders are going, oh, great, a second. I don't Just make any money on work. that. I yeah. don't make any money or yeah. some you can make a little bit of money. But by the time, you know, you pay taxes, you're doing a thing, you're you're really right. not making anything. But it's about just keeping that client. Sure. You know, so if that's what they need. And that's their, you know, you're there to help them get what they're yeah. looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that. But then the, the purchases, I've got a whole array of mm-hmm. purchases right now. You know, I've got the. The non-Q, right? right? Where the DSCR, still mm-hmm. doing a lot of those. So although, investment properties. And, yeah, but yeah. those are um, becoming harder to do. Yeah, They're the not really rates. penciling right now. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time making it work for people. Yeah, you kind of have to put more down to pencil it. Yeah. Which so it's people just, don't want to do. They don't want to give up their no. cash right now, right? And mm-hmm. But I think there's... It, I don't know if, it, if you're seeing this, but I'm, I've seen some people still... Like, there's just not a lot of inventory still. Right. Right? Like, so it's interesting. I think in some areas there's more inventory, but mm-hmm. like in San Diego and some places like Southern California, there's not much. No, there's People don't still... want to sell their house and give up that low rate. Exactly. So that's what are we in a, what are they calling it? A, a rate lockdown. Right. Right. Everyone's kind of like locked up. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I think uh, I saw some statistic the other day. It was like over 80% of people or something like that had a mortgage rate below, you know, four and a half percent. And, you know, the percentage at the three percent and below was a very high percentage as well. Right. So if you're going from even a three and a half percent rate and now I'm going to move up Mm -hmm. and but I'm moving up at six and a half Mm -hmm. or seven. Right. I've got to afford double. Does this make sense? So 
it's hard. And then some people, you know, I had a client actually just cancel escrow today because his he's worried about his job. Mm. And he also had his home listed. Okay. And, uh, you know, so there went two deals, two you know, for that realtor. Yeah. But he's nervous and he's like, I can't sell. And his payment's still lower because he has a ton of equity. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, still looking at that higher payment and what makes sense. Right. Um, and then more down payment assistance. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely coming back, right? And I think people that have been sitting on the sidelines, right, that haven't been able to buy because there's so many offers on a deal, like mm-hmm. cash offers. And the sellers don't even look at people who have down payment assistance. Right. But now they're like, well. They finally yeah. have a voice. Yeah. And so that's let's, good. Let's, that's and they're so, going to make a good offer yeah. maybe. And yeah. So, whereas other people are waiting for deals and they're like wanting to right. undercut or something like that. But those ones that are, you know, that are, they're, they're like, finally I can maybe get a house. Yeah. Which right? is same like the VA, FHA buyers. Right? right. So that's why I tried to tell my buyers, you know, oh my God, the rate. Well, if you're going to you know, wait mm-hmm. to see if the rates come down, which they will eventually, are right. we going to see where they were? No, I don't think so. Probably not. But, you know, you're you're still going to, you can still ride it down and keep yeah. refining it down. Um, but like, look, yeah. now you're not going up against 30 people. True. In most cases. Hey, there's still some properties that are hot, hot, right? That are yeah. still going to go over. They're still going to get, you know, I still have buyers losing out. Yep. But I'm like, it's a great time. Yeah. You know, there couldn't be a better time to be a buyer just if as long as you can handle that payment. Right. And the buy downs, right? So buy you're doing downs some buy downs. Be, yes. Yeah, I'm doing some buy downs, doing one year and two year. Mm-hmm. Because a one year is nice. It's not that much. True. You know, it, it's anywhere, you know, if you're figuring like a 550 loan, it's maybe 4,200, 4,500 is all the cost is of the buy down. That's not bad. So you're able to get some of this out of the sellers now. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, they're covering it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they want to keep that it. price up. And so they're like, oh, I'll kick yeah. you back some. Yeah. And it does pencil better, mm-hmm. and especially a 2-1 buy down for the buyer versus the price reduction depending on what's important to that buyer. Some buyers, they don't care about it. It's all about the price, right? I just want a a lower basis on this thing. So Um, do you have realtors, like like a group of realtors that send you and feed you business? Yes. Is that your main kind of? Yeah, my main business, I really, I don't market. Um, I do with some realtors, I help them with their Zillow or realtor.com, you Mm -hmm. know, so I will co-sponsor some of that. Um, But I'm not doing the one, you know, they're following up you know, a lot of times on that lead because they want to be the first point of contact. Right. Um, so doing that, yeah, it's really just referral business. I, I haven't been going consumer direct. I know a lot of loan officers are now, and I think mm-hmm. they have a lot of success with that. Um, so that's something I will look at doing. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's just kind of nice to take a little little bit of a deep breath you mean work after an eight hour day years? instead yeah. of a 15 hour day exactly maybe an <laughs> right. eight hour day and that's the thing it's like i'm so busy right now still like mm-hmm. sorry i had to be late today yeah, um but it, it but there's so much less business yeah so you're i'm just as busy in some ways yeah. right and i'm not working till three four in the morning anymore right um every the deals are harder mm-hmm everything seems like it's got hair on it yeah because before it was just these low-hanging fruit right like easy Mm -hmm. refis and then obviously the purchases were like if you got a contract it's going to close and you know yeah so it's getting them to qualify with these higher rates and 
the non-QM, you know, some of that, that's tightening a bit in some mm-hmm. ways, right? So seeing some of that. Um, so yeah, it's just, just tougher. Yeah. Just tougher right now. So being a woman in this business is awesome. And uh, my mother-in-law was amazing at mortgages. And so she kind of reminds me of like your, your hard work ethic and all that. But, you know, when she started out, she had a little, you know, not, not a hard time, but like this is business is, is predominantly, I guess back then it was predominantly male. And we think of yeah. like the banker, you think of this, right. you know, 60 year old gray hair dude at a big desk. Right. Um, have you ever faced any kind of like, like str- struggle, I guess, is that, was yeah, that the right word? I mean, like, not, not really that comes to mind, yeah. you know, but maybe it's my personality, mm-hmm. you know, I'm more, you're not more timid. like one of the yeah. guys sometimes, sure. you know, so, um, I think it can be beneficial as well because sometimes a client would prefer to work with a woman, Yeah, but absolutely. it can maybe, you know, be a detriment as well. Mm-hmm. If, you know, so you win some, you lose some. Right. And then um, if there's less women in it and you're, you know, one and people do want to work with a woman, you have a, you have an advantage in that. Yeah. That side, then right? it's more of an advantage. So right. I've never really had it be an issue. I've actually probably had it work to my advantage a little more. That's good. Yeah. I, I think that it, it's true that more and more, I mean, we've seen a lot more women enter this business mm-hmm. in the mortgage business. And, and on the sales side too, where like before you, you know, it was like wholesale reps were women or, yeah. you know, escrow officers were obviously women. You didn't see yeah. a lot of male escrow officers occasionally. Um, a lot of real estate agents, you know, kind of both sides, right? Women, right. a lot of women in real estate and a lot of men too. But um, yeah, I mean, it's great to see, you know, the success that you've had and, and I'm sure you've had struggles along the way. All of us have. You yeah. Know, male, female. Of course. It doesn't matter. Just you work hard and you, you break through all that, right? Yeah. You just got to keep going. You know, some yeah. days, I, I look at I've had a deal go south or a client that just pulled the rug out from under me. You know, you work so hard on a deal. Mm-hmm. You're giving them a good deal. And then they just blindside you or don't give you the opportunity. Right. And it, it can take the wind out of your sails. Right. Totally. So, Especially when you're only paid on commission. Yeah. Right? And so you might, you know, you, you're down for sometimes a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. then you just got to shake it off and. Get have thick skin. Yeah. You just got to keep really going, do. keep moving forward. What? Um, speaking of tough deals, uh, what? Anything come to mind? Like a tough deal you did? Like oh any gosh, kind of stories? there's been a lot. No, you don't have to name names. Just, think, yeah. Just a deal that you were like, God, I got to get this deal done, and oh, just goodness, any... I've got to think about. Well, some... You had one today. You said. Right? Yeah, that one I've I've got, but I think I've I've worked through a lot of the stuff on that deal. That's uh, one where you know you. It, it, I would say one thing, you got to be creative, yeah. right? And you've mm-hmm. got to know just how to structure. Sure. So, and especially right now in this market mm-hmm. is when knowledge is power. Yep. And if you're not knowledgeable, right? There's a lot of loan officers out there right now that they just, they're used to, okay, taking it, putting it just in. It's a lower rate, put it sure. TTI is going to work. Yeah. yeah. They really, they're newer in the business or maybe they've been around, but they've always handed it off and given it to someone else to mm-hmm. kind of clean up their mess. Right. right. And if it didn't work out, great. I'm going to the next one. I have enough. So it's just knowing, right, yep. where to take it. What investor, you mm-hmm. know, um, like you guys, you guys have a good niche on your bank statement loans. Right. Right. With. Um, I did have actually one uh, tough deal that you guys were able to get done Mm -hmm. for a client that I had taken. Nope, nope, right? Nobody would do it. Um, But you guys were able to go in and use a different expense factor on a bank statement loan and really 
pull that down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they qualified. And I was like, oh, no way. They're not going to be able to do it. They're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, you I learned. It out. <laughs> I went, okay, wow. Yeah. You know, so without having to get a CPA letter and doing that, you know, so mm-hmm. you've just got to know where to go. And that's partly the reason why you're an expert is you know where to take them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you were newer in the business and you didn't have that experience, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to only go to this this one non-QM lender. Right. And they, you know, you wouldn't know that there's other options in non-QM, that there's mm-hmm. different expense factors, different things like that. So I think one of the things that's great is when you're, you're you, you have the experience that you have, the wisdom, like knowing that, you, and you fight for your clients. So you're going to yes. always go above and beyond, go around, go under, go over, go, you know, whatever way you can to... Yep to go to bat for your clients, which is a huge thing and probably why you get a lot of repeat business. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just how you make a lot of the deals work. Yeah. You know, just got to play the game. And I bet you also, because you're like that, you also get referrals from, uh, from your clients. Like, like they'll refer you to other friends and, oh, you have to go to Gerilyn because she, you know, when no one else could, you know, she got it done. Yeah. Lots of, lots of client referrals. Yeah. Which is great. That's how it was when I was uh, originator. I was like, my clients to be like, you're the miracle worker. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. well, I just, I just want to get paid. And yeah, yeah I do care. But like, yeah. I don't get paid if, if I don't, you know, all this work will go to nothing right. if, if I don't get it done. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. But um, like, what kind of, uh, what kind of approach are you taking? I know you said right now it's still all referrals. You said you might start going direct mm-hmm. to consumer. Um, do you have like any thoughts like going on, like, you know, if the business keeps slowing down, kind of what your next strategy is going to be? Oh, gosh. I mean, probably just getting back out in front of people, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm become a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. So I'm behind my desk yep. most of the time instead of being out networking yep. more. So I would say, you know, be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, be out there more, even maybe calls once a week, you know. Just get on the phone. Hey, and... do you need anything? Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked at maybe starting to do some of those slide dial calls or the text blasts. You know, I, I've right. honestly, I haven't done any of it. I've been so fortunate with my referral business, yep. you know, that uh, I haven't explored doing those different things. The slide dial, is that where, like, it just leaves a message? It yeah. doesn't call them and just, then they yep. get it? pops up i've seen that happen like wait i didn't think uh-huh. i missed a call uh-huh. but but it's good yeah. if you don't have time hey set that up mm-hmm. doesn't have to say their name right yeah, just right. hey it's me calling hey this new product's out or if you've That's got a client a hey 100 yeah. percent financing this is great now or if you, you need know, cash out on no a second money. yeah second yeah. yeah you guys now have that bank statement second so you could use it for that that would be awesome and it goes to a million so the commission's That's not huge. small i mean you could charge a point and a half two points I like Sparrow that. paid, so. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, like being creative and I'm sure like, you know, go to your, probably your old notes where John Bianchi listed all of his, yeah. his ideas. <laughs> You're like, that would still be relevant. That it would, could yeah, like be. That yeah. I got oh, good luck finding those, but yeah, I sure. I tried to get them on because I'm like, you would just sit here and give away all your like, like origination ideas. Cause that's what, cause the podcast is kind of about that. Like we want to help our brokers and you know, we don't, we don't talk much about our products on here or anything like that, but we just mm-hmm. want to give ideas on how to be successful, how to originate so that people in this business can, you know, not just be relying on leads or not relying on, you know, whatever worked in the past that they can kind of have some new ideas. And exactly. Stuff like that. that and my number one thing I would just say is to know the product yep. knowledge and knowing where to go, where to take it, 
you yeah. know that's the biggest thing and then get the word out right like yeah wave, like hey this is what we have yeah because i mean i'll have deals brought to me oh they turn down they can't get a loan i look at i'm like okay do this done yep i could do it you know it's it's shocking how many loan officers are out there that just don't know right and then you know look at being a broker potentially right if you're just a loan officer and you only have so many products oh absolutely and your rates are what they are yes. and you don't have any other options like look at being a broker because you know broker a place like c2 they can you know really open up your your all the tools all the tools in your tool belt to give you way more options oh for absolutely your yeah, yeah you'll be like a kid in a candy store I, yeah. I mean i remember the first time i got on loan stifter i was like oh my gosh like, wow look products. at all this stuff yeah and so you need somebody to go okay no 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 don't look at that one right. don't look at that one <laughs> i've been down that road look here it's a bad road to go, go down. here yeah yeah, yeah for sure um so with we talked a little bit about we touched on rates um being high um when you talk to your borrowers like do, are they like panicked are they like what the rate is that like the higher some, experience yes been? some are some are not mm -hmm. right the majority yes have a little payment shock but i think it's been out enough in the media they're starting to hear it a little more mm -hmm. now it's not as big a shock as it was a month ago yep right and and as a consumer they don't understand. They think, oh, the Fed hiked rates, rates went up. Right. Right. So right. that's how they're reading it. So now that we've had several of the hikes, now they're going, oh, okay, so fine. However you need it to make sense in your head, I don't care. As long right. as you know, they're up. Yeah. And so I just stress to my client, look, let's look at it now. If you can afford the payment, let's look at, you know, hey, nothing's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. I always say, but hopefully, you know, by fourth quarter next year. Yep. there'll be an opportunity, right? Yeah, to, to can, start getting this down. Yep, and you can always buy. You know, you buy your house, and that's the locked-in price. Mm -hmm. But your rate, you can always refi, right? Yeah. Like if you think of it, all the people that took advantage the last few years of just, you know, their rate was probably five or four, and then it went down and then down and then down, and that's crazy. And now they locked in, and you said like eighty percent of those people, they're they're not. I mean, most of them aren't going to do anything. They may end up renting the house out, but like, right. what are you going to do? You can't rent. I mean, rent's up, everything's up, everything's up, and yeah. that's the one thing. Even though you're buying now, you're locking in at a higher rate. Yeah, you're you know what your payment's going to be. Yeah, and look it's not at the rent. Go up. It's not going like, to go over that. Yeah. You're so look at rent and mm -hmm. how that keeps increasing. Yep. So you kind of got to bite the bullet. And now you've got an opportunity mm -hmm. to get in with no money down and have the seller actually entertain your offer. True. Right? Where right. they wouldn't before. So this is the other thing. People say, well, I want to wait until rates come down. Okay. Well, now yeah. they're down. But now instead of maybe five people behind you making that offer, now you're back to maybe having 20 or 30. And you got to pay more. Because the rates came down. Exactly. Right. So what would you rather do? Pay more or yeah. pay a little higher rate? Right. Which that can lower later. Like, exactly. But your, your price you paid will never go down. Right. Right? Exactly. And a lot of them are keep going, oh, I'm waiting for the prices to drop. Prices to drop. I'm, I keep seeing prices dropping. I'm seeing prices dropping. You are in some cases, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing some prices come down, but... Like there's not enough inventory yep. for us to see a drastic decline, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Okay. And you don't have people that need to sell. Correct. Like in in 08 where you had a, an adjustable, yep. right? And it was like, it's yeah. going up. It's going up. And, and those now margins you kind of fade were that. ugly. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. a different market for sure. And I think, you know, it was a little bit crazy like a year ago, right? It was like, you yeah. know, 40, 
10% over asking, 20% over, it was, it was like, I remember hearing stuff like 400,000 over asking, cash only. No contingencies. No contingencies, no appraisal. Yeah. I don't and, care. You got a crack slab. It's right. good. I'll take it. I'll take it. And, <laughs> I mean, people, people, and I'm guilty of, I bought a house uh, sight unseen. Like, I mean, literally FaceTimed, you know, in the condo, it was in Nashville. And I'm like, I'm like, this is a great deal. And I know I can rent it and make money. So I'm like, I'll buy it. And but people did that all over, especially like up in Montana and different places. They were just sight unseen, just putting offers on stuff. And then so now it's I mean, we knew it was crazy during that time. But now yeah. it's like, OK, people can actually buy a house now without. Yeah. They can go look and at you it. You should go do your inspection. Right. You should do your due diligence. Right. You need to look under the hood. Right. Absolutely. So it was getting out of control. Yeah. It was getting out of control. And then it was right trickle down the agents going, letter, what? You can't close this in five days? Right. No, Trid won't let me. <laughs> no. I can't physically close that fast. Right. right? right. So it just got out of control. And yeah. then a lot of times, too, with these agents saying, oh, well, it's all cash deal. I'm going to take the cash. They're not going to close any faster in a lot of cases. We're sure. still able to close in, you know, eight, nine days on a deal. And right. People losing out. Are you still seeing some cash buyers? Mm hmm. Yeah. Still am? Because yeah. there's no interest rate tied to that. So. No. And with inflation, it's like, might as yeah. well pay cash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the dollar is getting stronger right now. So. Yeah, I was just in Tokyo and it was, uh, the yen was down and I've, I've been like thinking, you know, you, you when you're like just in America, you kind of think, you know, our dollar is going down because inflation, but then you're like, well, the whole world is actually the whole it, world. having inflation. So yeah. the dollar is the strongest of it's all of the them. It's the strongest. Yeah. I mean, I looked at the year. I haven't looked this week, but I think last week it got as low as 97. Mm-hmm. Which Good time to go to Europe. I'm right? like, I want to go, right? <laughs> yeah. And and the pound, I think it was like a, a dollar. Well, it was a dollar six. I think it's like at one eleven right now or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like, God, last time I went, it was like a dollar forty something. I remember being like two fifty, like wow. back when I went, like way long time ago. But yeah, it's 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 a crazy time. But there's always opportunity. That's what I love about mm -hmm. like people, especially if you've been in this business a while. It's it's you, you know these things change. These 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 things kind of ebb and flow. There's always going to be opportunity. There's going to be like now there's these new buyers that are really old buyers because they've been looking and sitting on yeah. the sidelines, but now they're ready to buy. Now they're going to come out. Those mm -hmm. people that re-signed their leases, you know, yep. whatever they did. So we will see more of them come out. So I would say too, just educating the yep. agents. So I always tell my agent, look, call me mm -hmm. before you're going to make an offer on the property. Let's structure if we want to ask for a buy down, if we, you know, right. because you want to write it in the contract, it's got to specifically state, you know, that part of it is for a buy down. Yep. I'm just fussy about that. But just knowing how to write it, how to structure the deal or on a listing as mm -hmm. well, you know, doing the cross qual. Right. Um, just helping out agents that way, you right. know, just being a, a resource. Because I've got a lot of agents calling me panicking right sure. now, too. And they're not making as much because No, the some deals of them are, are starving. Yeah. And right. some of them have been starving, even in a good market where we were all fat and happy. Yeah, because they, they couldn't were get starving. They so couldn't, yeah, they the couldn't inventory. get, no, they couldn't right. get a listing and they couldn't get their buyer's offer accepted. Yeah. So we've been very fortunate in the one, lending side. One good statistic is that 40 to 45 percent of homes in america have no mortgage on them wow so if you think about that with your agents i've never i haven't talked to an agent since i found out that statistic but there's a lot of people that don't need to, to hold on to this low interest rate they yeah. literally just now's a good time maybe to sell and yeah and um so 
I mean, I, I guess you could probably find those lists, right? Like through title companies, mm -hmm. like which mm -hmm. houses are free and clear. And then maybe, you know, reach out to them to see if they're willing to sell because they don't have any reason not to now. I mean, with the, the biggest, I think, hurdle for um, people to sell now is that fixed rate, that yeah. low fixed rate. Yep. So with 45% of homes free and clear, yeah. they, that could be a good market to go after, right? That's, that's a big one. I'd like to know what it is in San Diego County, in California. Be curious. Yeah. And I wonder, too, with the dollar being strong, is if the if more foreign buyers are going to come back and start buying again. Because mm -hmm. that was huge, like, in 18, mm -hmm. 19. Mm -hmm. And so you just, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, are the foreigners coming back well, in? I don't know, though, because I actually had a guy um, from Australia, mm -hmm. um, and he was, he's, he's gone completely dark, um, and he was hot to buy, even wrote an offer, but the exchange rate, it was only 65 cents yeah so they, and so have he's like i'm in. getting killed i yeah. can't i can't bring my money over yeah so it, it could Good be point. a mess on that because if their money is now worth less true over here true uh, so it, it depends if it's yeah. here if it the, if the money's already here yeah then they would want to keep it then here. yeah they would keep it here it invest yeah. it yeah good point um what do you like about non-qm i love non-qm because yeah. i feel like i can almost do any deal not all of it right. right but the the bank statement loans i mean those are fabulous mm -hmm. you know for the self-employed the flexibility a lot of, of self-employed borrowers tons yeah tons yeah. yeah so it's it's perfect for them right? yeah it's perfect for them flexibility on the expense factor um the dscr again you know doing those if they don't have the cash flow on right. the bank statement income qualifying them off that but again like we said those have been getting tougher to do because mm -hmm. of the dscr yeah. yeah and then there's been uh for a primary that true uh like no doc product that's out there mm -hmm. where there's it, it's blank on like the old days right, right. on income Is and that employment that one from change or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. that one um I was actually the first guinea pig at C2 to do that one. Really? And uh, I was like, wow. It works. Okay, it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going after this thing. And that was crazy. I mean, that was when we were getting the rates on that loan. High threes wow. to fours. Man. Yeah. If you and now close they're, those, at, then... they're in high eights to nines on that deal today. I believe it. At the 80. So, yeah. but that, but you know, hey, I'm like, look, you want in? Yeah pay it in the interest or mm -hmm. pay uncle sam right what's your choice i love that silly you know point. yeah so don't cry to me about the interest rate yeah you're not show your taxes and, and tax. pay all that income ta tax you know? then if, if you don't yeah so we'll see if one of the you know the new eighty-seven thousand <laughs> irs agents comes knocking or not <laughs> yeah i forgot about that that's 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 gonna happen right i mean oh it is yeah. i already have a friend that's getting audited already wow and uh you know Do small business gun? i heard corp. they carry guns now too oh yeah wow. yeah so i'm just wait i'm just going please god no but yeah it's That's scary right for everybody mm -hmm. um but it is amazing looking at some of my clients and looking at all this income right that right. comes in these gross sales and then it's not cost of goods that's writing everything off it's expenses mm -hmm. they're listing and it's like wow and yeah. then they'll show a loss so God bless them. I, I, I hope it works out well. Just like the, all those big corporations, right? They do yes. they do the same thing. And yeah. I'm uh, I like to read every now and then that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because okay. it's just I like read that. Oh, it's so good. It's um 
assets, liabilities, you know, the whole way, like the school doesn't teach us about money. And, uh-huh. and it's, it's an amazing book. I'm having my kids read it. They're teenagers. And they're like, this is boring, dad. But then they, then they <laughs> ask me questions like, how rich is this guy? And we're like, oh, he has about a hundred million dollars. Like, okay, okay. I'll keep reading. <laughs> All right. He must know what he's talking about. You must know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I say that to say that like a lot of these, um, you know, like the, 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 the whole thing with self-employed is the fact that in the tax code, you can take your income post expenses which mm-hmm. is, it's legal. So mm-hmm. it's like, why would you, but I think all of school and college, everything all teaches us mostly to work for somebody. But when you work for C2 and work for yourself, you can have your own, you know? It's it's great. Yeah. And that's another thing coming from, you know, because I was a broker, obviously, then I went back to the, the retail side when I got back in because, yep. right, brokers were bad. We right. caused the crash. In, in 08, yeah, they yeah. were so bad. Uh, so, uh, and now that was a W-2 employee mm-hmm. and painful, right? And then, yeah. you know, they limited all the expenses we could write off and everything right. after that. So being able to do, and I'm incorporated now, but, you know, you don't have to be. Someone can just do right. a Schedule C. Um, it's amazing, mm-hmm. right? How much more money you will you make versus doing it on the W-2. Yeah. One of the chapters in that book is it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So I think that's key and that's another great benefit of being a broker. Like, yeah. It's huge. Um, so yeah, if you're in, if you're out there and you're listening and you're a, a retail loan officer, like come, come to the dark, it's not the dark side, come to the good side. Come to the light. Come, come to, the, to light. the light. It's, it's <laughs> great. It's great being a broker and you have so many options and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun having, you know, choices for your, for your borrowers. Yeah. And it's and only going to get better. And then your referral partners are going to be like, well, I'm going to definitely use you because you get deals done. Right. And well, you make that it happen and then yes. they get paid and then. Well, and one thing, um, I, one way I'm selling against retail right now, but it's the truth, is I'll mm-hmm. tell my agents, I'm like, look, whether it's me or mm-hmm. a, a, go to another broker, right. whatever, but just if you're using a, sorry, uh, cross-country uh, guaranteed rate, right. okay? Fairway. Sorry, fairway. And they're going, okay, no, the buyer's maxed out at this price. I go, get a second opinion because right. they're they're holding not only your buyer at the back, but mm-hmm. you back. So just just get another opinion. Right. Not saying they're not bad. They're not a good person. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they're a great loan officer. But right now in this market, you've yep. got to make sure that your buyer has the most buying power. Right. So brokers are better. Brokers are better. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, what don't you like about non-QM? Oh gosh. Um, there's not a whole lot I don't like. I mean, sometimes I guess a, uh, you know, a little bomb can go off at the end, mm-hmm. you know, can you of go worms, through, I like to say. <laughs> yeah, you go through a little QC at the end and wait a minute. Oh, now we need this. But again, yep. I think it's, that really only has happened to me when I've gone to a lender that I don't use all the time mm-hmm. for the non-QM, right? Yeah. So I like to go to someone I know working with. I know they're going to close the deal. Yeah. Um, I had actually a, a non-Q deal at a, a big wholesale lender that also has a retail division. I won't say a name. Okay. I don't want him mad at me. <laughs> Um, but they came and conditioned me, you know, at the end for this CPA letter, wanting all this stuff when we were already using a 50% expense factor. I'm like, no, yeah. what is, is this? This owner, is not, yeah. this is not a non-cute. You guys, I might as well go full doc. 
Right. I can't remember exactly what they were asking me for, but it was something ridiculous. So yeah. again, it's like, I'm like, you're not, this is not a bank statement loan mm-hmm. when you want me to provide this. Right. So I think it's, you just got to really be careful. And yeah. again, it, it also comes down to the loan officer because I think it's the guidelines. Mm-hmm. How anal are, I'm super anal. I that that's you know your guidelines. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and or I'll go through it all. Wait, what about this? Will this bomb go off? You know, I had a deal I was screening today with Union Bank. And the guy's selling, you know, a house for ten million and we're trying to, you know, back into the reserves and everything we're gonna need. And I'm like, Well now wait a minute. Are you guys gonna look and go, Where's the money to pay the capital gains? Mm. I need to know this, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. you've got to think Foresee about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's just sitting back like and an underwriter mentality where, right? Yeah. Where's the landmine in this deal? And that's what helps being experienced. Mm-hmm. And then and then if you're not experienced, you can always team up with somebody who's Absolutely. experienced, right? Like you did yep. when you started out. Like yes. You had to you, you're like, I'm not gonna just go be a lone lone ranger by myself and do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna team up with someone that knows. And Absolutely. Then, and team up helps. with someone have that knows let them review the deal right, right? so i'd say to somebody and bring even me the let deal take, let me look at it take a piece of it yeah like, take a that small way, percentage and then i know yeah. or they're there to they catch me it. when uh-huh. i fall right and they care about the deal too yeah. and they want to see your success and then they know that they're going to get paid it's 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 a lot of people just want all of the, the commission and they don't see that big like big picture uh, exactly right. and i mean i've had a very experienced a uh, gal that was a, a C2, you know, has been with them for a long time and she was going on vacation or something and deals blowing up and can you fix out. it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I took it, okay, mm-hmm. I know how to fix this, you right. know, got it handled. Mm-hmm. And so it's just good, you know, having a network, obviously, of people that That's good. to bounce it off of. That's good. Um, what inspires you right now? Oh, gosh, high rates. <laughs> no. Um, inspired... Uh, Nothing I can in particular say I'm inspired yeah. about. I probably need to find some inspiration. good inspiration. Well, like when right you wake now. up in the morning, like you you get up, you don't you know you don't have something that's like I got to do this. Like I have a inspirational thing that I have to do. You have a mission. You just have like an internal like you're like like the um... right now I'm in relaxation mode mm-hmm. a little bit, so I'm kind of enjoying. Right. I, I hate the business being down. Right. But yeah. at the same time, I love it. You're like, I can catch a breath. I can catch a breath. Yeah. So it's like, oh, great. I'm going to go play pickleball. I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, do tennis lesson today. I'm going to do something. So uh, kind of a little more balance. Yeah. Having more balance, I yeah. guess, would be my inspiration right now. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, OK, I've got to get back on track. I've got to get my nose back you know, down to the grindstone. And I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I love doing mortgages. I also love actually this market. Mm -hmm. I like that the rates are going up. Well, it takes out all the people that just were here for the the fun ride. Yeah. So it's actually a good thing. Yeah. So as long as I'm lucky, I put some money away, I'm not panicking. Yeah. Right. So and I feel sorry for a lot of people that are panicking and I'm Uh sad that they they can't pay rent. You know, they can't make it. But um, so I'm thankful for that. But it's also it's that's a great time. Yeah. You know, weeds out the weak Mm -hmm. and the strong will survive. There's enough pie for us all. Right. Right, and but it, it'll get a little. It's going to get a little smaller. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just uh, 
going out there and getting the business. Yep. So you did a little shout out to John Bianchi. Anyone else along the way that kind of helped you, whether they're, could be a relative, could be anybody just that you'd shout out to? That I'd shout out to. Gosh. Like just someone that, in, that gave you kind of like, kind of mentored or just any, anything that kind of helped you along the way. Yeah. Um, God. I'd say David Walling, who was the, who I worked for before John, those two were definitely uh, crucial, right, mm-hmm. in building my business. And then uh, the builder that I worked with, awesome. um, I would say him. Uh, he was a guy named Mickey Riley, and uh, he really changed, right, by us doing that joint venture really launched my career. That's cool. Because uh, I gained so much experience, mm-hmm. you know, doing that. That's awesome. So he was definitely instrumental. That's cool. So if a realtor's watching and they want to work with you, how do they find you? Or anyone that would just want to kind of work with you? Uh, do you have an s- online presence? or send, Just send me an email okay. at jshawloans at gmail.com. Awesome. That would probably be the best way. I'm, I'm kind of ghostly online, so that, that I'm going to work on. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm going to well, get a so better busy, online presence. You don't, probably don't want people to bug you. But yeah. like, like a realtor that wants to ref, you know, work with you because they know, you've got the, you know you're good at your business. You know, and you yeah. always take on another referral partner, right? Yeah, I would always love right? it. Love for it. sure. Well, cool. Um, thank you for joining. Well, thank you. It yeah. fun. All right, everybody. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Reach out to Gerilyn if you like. And just thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next podcast. The Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast.